I'm uh, Oxnard. I'm Dexter. Uh, welcome to a new, what I'm hoping to be a long, ongoing podcast that's uh, just, I guess, going to be just me and Dexter <laughs> uh, talking. <laughs> and maybe the boss will show yeah, up every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, or maybe in the future, other special guests. Sure. I don't know who they would be. <laughs> so I don't know if this would be connected to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash shooting the shit. If you're even listening to this, the only way I could see that you even found this is either by accident or you saw us tweet about it or you... Also, that would be an accident if you saw that tweet. Because no one follows us. <laughs> and, uh, or you like our D&D stuff and we're going to show up related to that or something like that. Basically, this is just... this is I, I'm seeing this as just kind of a place where we can talk about stuff we've always wanted to talk about, but right. we never... On YouTube, it's tricky. Like, I know we've always wanted to talk about foundation. We always wanted to talk about movies and... You know, yeah, just tons yeah. of different stuff. My stamp collecting, stamp collecting, finally... hints, tips, and tricks that the <laughs> experts don't want you to know. Right? Don't lick the stamps. Um, so I thought a good way to start is I'm going to just present you uh, a scenario. Okay. That was uh, put before me yesterday. I was having dinner uh, with my girlfriend at a Turkish place. Well, this is a I got the ground getting ground, interesting already. Got the ground chicken kebab. Ooh. And uh, that, I only have one more kebab to try. They only have like seven, but they're all very good. But how many um, did you have last night? I get, I get, it's a ground chicken kebab. It comes with two skewers, and they oh, give you okay. the rice and the lettuce and stuff like that. But so I'm going to give you, I'm going to so put you. One in of the scenario. kebabs is dolphin, isn't it? <laughs> do I eat it? Moral dilemma. Well, the story has nothing to do with the kebabs. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Oh, so you got me all excited for kebabs. They were kebabs. They were. I was eating kebabs, <laughs> kebabs, and uh, this is a scenario. Let's okay. say one day you like. Uh, I want to give back to the community. So you go to like a local old folks home <laughs> and okay. uh, you start like hanging out there and then you befriend like an old man. Mm. Like if, what do you want to name him? Uh, Mort. Okay. So Mort. <laughs> wow. it's <laughs> a little morbid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, fine. How about, uh, how about uh, Irv? Irv, okay. So you and Irv, like, like... Short for Irving. Yeah, you were, like, helping out, like, some, some old ladies, name. and then Irv, like, does a joke, and then you fire one back, and you, you have a good rapport with this guy, and then you start hanging out with him, like, every Saturday you go over the afternoon. And, you know, let's say he has, like, arthritic hands, and so he, one of his favorite things to do is he goes to the little convenience store, and he gets, like, 50 bucks of, like, scratch-offs. Wow, 50 bucks, big spender. Irv. Yeah, like, well, he's, that's his money. Maybe yeah. he doesn't have any relatives. No one else to give the money to. So he just likes to do that. And sometimes yeah. he wins. You know, he just likes the scratching off. But he tells you, hey, man, I used to do this. He's just, he's just taking advantage of the government anyway. And he's saying, my hands, the I, can't, I can't scratch these scratch-offs, man. Hmm. So he says, you know, come in here and just scratch them for me. And tell. And so, you know, you're doing that, doing favors. Sometimes he, oh, wow, 10 bucks, 50 bucks. Like, it's great. And, like, he's, he's happy. And then he's like, oh, you know, go to the store. And get, he gives you the money. You buy more. And then one day he says, oh, uh, like, one of my daughters or something from long ago who hasn't seen me in a long time, she's going to take me out for the weekend. So, yeah. But here are 50 of the scratch-offs. You know, take them home uh, with you. Feel free to scratch them home. And then when you come back... We'll take a look. Yeah, we'll take a look. So yeah. you go home, you know. He's under the presumption these are still his scratch offs. These are his scratch offs. He's, he's giving. Them he's giving, and you've been doing this for like let's say two years. Like oh, wow. you really, and you you know you tell him dark secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him about that man I killed, yeah. but I still see his face. He at tells night. you about the men he's killed in the war. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys really hit it off, and so <laughs> wow, you, we really bond over. You, our you get murders. home, you know, you put your keys in the tray. You pour yourself, or you make yourself tea, or whatever the hell you do, and then you find... <laughs> put my pink silk robe on, <laughs> right. fire up the bit Midler on the... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you put on the record player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put my wig on. I start singing. Start powdering, powdering your cheeks. <laughs> um, so you sit down, finally, and you start scratching these scratch-offs. And one of them is like a win-for-life one. Mm. And you realize, holy shit. I've won for life. This guy just won a thousand bucks a week for life. What is your immediate? What do you do right there? Oh man! Well, I I stop and I think for a second because my immediate thought is, do I take this? <laughs> my immediate thought, and this made me question my own morals, was I'm just going to replace. I'm going to go to the store, get another win for life, and just replace this ticket and just keep this ticket. Oh wow! Oh, so your immediate thought was even more developed than mine. Yeah, and when I told my girlfriend yeah, you're a that. Monster. 
when I told my girlfriend that because she this happened to her. Her mom works what? with like these older people. She didn't win for life. Oh, she works with these older people. And That's why her mom is rich. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her wearing fine furs here the other day. No, she. Uh, you know, uh, so the one person at her job said, oh, I can't scratch these and I'm going to be away. Can you take these on scratch them and bring them back on Monday or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, one of the tickets was like 50 bucks that yeah. they won. And so my media thought was like, you know, easy. Let's just go to the store, get like a $2 ticket and replace it. And like, yeah. you never know. Now, does that make me a bad person? I would say <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, damn That's it. That's my gut, my gut on that, well, my gut reaction on that. Because uh, my, my first thought would be the same thing. Oh, man. I could definitely use a thousand dollars a week for life. Who couldn't, obviously? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would feel I'm a very uh... well. You know what? I gave you a scenario where you really had a good rapport for this with this guy for two years. Maybe That's true. Much. I think I have a bond with. If I didn't know the person, I would definitely be inclined to say, "I don't know this fucking person." If somebody, let's say, hey, if it's like. First, if it's just, if let's go the other way, if it's a stranger coming up to me and they say, "Hey, I've got all these scratch offs. I'm going right. away for the weekend," you know, or uh, <laughs> then obviously I'm keeping it. I'm keeping right, right. all of them, uh, you know. But if I know the guy for two years, I've been helping him. We've really shared these secrets about the murders we've committed. <laughs> well, that and was other uh, dark things. Apparently, right. I don't know. Then, uh, we then I'm going to sexually. Tell also, I'm going to. But I would hope. In, uh, I would be hoping the whole time that when Irv passes on, he's going to leave me money. Or he might say, oh, yeah, hey, you know what? I want you to have this. Because, <laughs> let's face it, the guy's got one foot in the grave. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's living in the nursing home. His right. only thrill is playing some scratch-offs. Right. Um, you know, what's he going to do with the money? I'm apparently, well, I don't know. See, now, shit, this sucks because he's rekindled a relationship with his uh, uh, formerly estranged daughter. Right. So I was all he had, right. but not anymore. So now blood blood is thicker than water, you know. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to have to take the daughter out. <laughs> Add another murder to that, yeah. to that list. I'm not going to tell Irv about this yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't know what I would do. And then I was explaining to my girlfriend that you know, my initial thought was, I'm going to pocket this ticket and buy and replace it and give it back and say, oh, man, no big winners this week. But, man, it could happen next week. Meanwhile, I go down and <laughs> secretly I start I mean... collecting $1,000 a week <laughs> and know. laughing. See, now I'm qu- <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Fuck you, Irv, you piece of crap. Uh, see, I don't know if... Uh... I don't know. I feel torn. Well, she was horrified. I want to side with you. She was horrified because she was like, yeah. that's that's the wrong thing to do. And I was like, well, yeah. It is, but... Of course it's the wrong thing to do. I know it's wrong to do. I See, was just... I think that makes you a good person then. <laughs> because... <laughs> like, I don't think... If I'm... you know it's wrong, but you do it anyway. Well, look, you know it's wrong. See, I don't think Hitler knew it was wrong See, to, to have the Holocaust. <laughs> he wanted to do that. He thought it was right. Uh, you know it's wrong, and I knew I am fully aware that I just made a comparison with the Holocaust <laughs> and this ridiculous scenario and of me scratch to, And me to Hitler. <laughs> well, that's what your girlfriend was thinking, right. probably. This guy just, Hitler. She looks up from her kebab. <laughs> she just starts crying. <laughs> Crying, mumbling, Hitler, under her breath. Well, what's the matter? What? I said I would pay for dinner. I can afford it now. Just keep eating your kebab. God damn it. Uh, yeah, she said she would definitely give it back. and Because uh, she said she would be curious to see how... Oh, wait, no, she didn't say that. I was thinking... Then my thought process went to, I'm thinking... I guess I would be curious to see... Oh, by the way, you just want a thousand bucks for... Because maybe there's a part of me that's like, oh, that's awesome. You know what? You have it, or I'm giving you half. Especially if you have a rapport with the guy. Right. There's the whole thing. Well, then the question of karma comes in. You know what I mean? Like, that could be a possibility where it's like, you know what? You do do the right thing, and then you are rewarded for it. But it could also come where we get screwed over. And then this fucking guy's daughter's back in the the picture. (laughs) I'll let you keep it all. But seeing that my hands don't work... Oh, no. See where I'm going with this. Oh, no. <laughs> what would you do in that case? He starts asking for, like, you know, the old, well, old ladies say, around you know here. There's Fuck a lot you. of hookups in old folks' can homes. Can he get it? Can he? So, did you know, he, like, STDs are really big in old folks' oh, homes? Oh, yeah. I remember AIDS was, like, the highest population for AIDS, I, maybe for a while, or still is, was, I think, old people. 
Yeah, because I think they, they don't use protection. Well, they got nothing else to do, and they're like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> but he's like, yes, exactly. Look. Fuck it. <laughs> nothing been, else to do, but fuck it. There's no rules. Just scratch offs and <laughs> fuck uh, it. And fuck it. <laughs> um, what about them? Would you do an old man a sexual favor for a thousand dollars a week? Hell no. <laughs> that I would. I would feel much more comfortable just ripping them off. Okay. Not sucking them off. Jerking him off or whatever. No, jerking. Else. See, his hands don't work. Oh, okay. My mouth doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, I used to self filate. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just want the old no feeling you're back. You're always hunched over. <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Pays off. <laughs> you pay for it in the future. Oh God. Jeez. Um, uh, no, that I would definitely not do. Especially after two. I would feel this guy is his cheese is really slipping off his cracker. Maybe too if. <laughs> After two years, suddenly now he's asking me to jerk him off. Where's that expression? Irv, what the hell? That's, a, that's an expression. Really? I've never heard you that. you never heard that? This cheese is slipping off the crack. I don't know why that's the expression. But... You should have said slipping off the pizza, because that's happened to me. Where the pizza cheese falls off. It was the worst day of your life. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> the cheese, you take a bite, all the cheese comes off. You just get cheese hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> just shocked, horrified. Oh. I thought that would just be an interesting topic for the first 10 minutes of our first podcast. Very interesting. The other thing I wanted to bring up, anything you want to bring up before I move on? No, I'm not prepared <laughs> at all. Wow. I figured. We... Well, how was your day? Let's just go with that. It was all right. I had a huge breakfast. What'd you have? I had pan- chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> I had hash brown patties, like three of them. Where did you eat this? I ate them. Am I buzz marketing the local diner that I ate at? Just okay. You ate at like a local diner. Yeah, at a local place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then um, I had uh, yeah, like three Low of those uh, like deep fried hash brown patty things, those square patties. Right. And then I had a bacon and uh, <laughs> like three cups of coffee. Nice. It was nuts. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I watched some football. I. Uh, Clean. It was a boring day. I cleaned the house. All right. I'm sorry. I asked. Yeah, man. You and you were sorry. delayed getting. I'm here. sorry that I'm answering because as I'm hearing this out loud, I'm like, man, what a horrible day. Uh, basically, well, basically today I worked on a few things, and then me and my brother we went. We have that movie, seen it, that game board. Oh board yeah, game. yeah. So we didn't do the DVD or anything. We just went through all the trivia cards. Nice. We went through the whole thing. The it's DVD. like this thick. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yes. So you guys are just sitting upstairs, just. Yeah, like at uh, each other, just reading which the actor appeared in all these movies, blah blah blah. And it's funny because when you do that kind of stuff, you start to realize how much more about movies you know than you think you know. Yeah, because I guess just from refer- like I would know stuff about movies I've never even seen, just based off of like references or parodies, like on oh. The Simpsons. So just because they're like, part of pop culture, yeah, and kind yeah. of ingrained in your mind. It was fun. The, the DVD is weird. I hate what I hate about that game was the DVD portion because. You know, it's like, let's show a clip, and you can see. Clearly, it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Richard Dreyfus is at the train stop. But what are they going to ask? Exactly. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So you're watching the clip, and you're, like, thinking, okay, that's Richard Dreyfus. Okay, this is Close Encounters, directed by Steven Spielberg. And you're thinking of all these things, and you're watching, and it's the scene where the car shuts off, and everything's shaking, and all of a sudden, and then it stops. And it's like, what time was on the radio yeah. clock? <laughs> what, like, what? Co- what color was the car in the background? Yeah. The for, fuck does that have to frames? do with the movie? I know. Or yeah. trivia about the movie. It's just, can you notice a, a you know, a detail, like the <laughs> most minute detail? Not important to the movie or the message of the movie or anything like that. That's what I hated about that game. <laughs> I, I remember I played one. It was Seinfeld seen it. Oh, awesome. And I was dominating. Of but course. the question that I couldn't get was... Who, in the Fredo episode, where they have to dig up Fredo... Oh, yeah, share the bird. The cufflinks that Jerry keeps in the safe, mm-hmm. who do those cum- cufflinks come from? Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Okay, you got it. That's, yeah. That completely stumped me. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah. I felt so <laughs> Everybody bad. Everybody knows that. And another person who was playing with us got it, and they weren't even that big a Seinfeld fan. And oh, I was really? like, yeah, that was the weird part. I was like, of all wow. the things you remember from this obscure show that's at least obscure to you, you remember that. I remember when I was a kid, we were um, in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, my family and I, and uh, we're going out onto the beach, and we have our dog with us, and this uh, guy and his family and their dog are coming off. And the dogs, so the dogs are just playing with each other. They meet, you know, humping, so, just so immediately yeah, humping, playing with each other. Nothing versus families. More specific. Families together when their pets start having sex with each other in front of them. Well, that's why the Outer Banks is a hotbed for uh, 
Has that uh, ever happened to you? Have you ever brought your dog somewhere and some other person's dog tried to hump your dog or your dog started humping something else? Uh, dog parks. That's, uh, that's happened, happened for you? Yeah. Um, that happened to me when I was little. I used to have a beagle. Dog started trying to hump you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right in the middle of grandma's birthday. <laughs> no. Just jump up onto your head and start gyrating. No, we had a, a beagle who was uh, like very, had tons of energy. Mm. We ended up giving him away to a family. Beagles are crazy, man. Yeah. But the thing, it was our first dog, so we didn't get him neutered. And everything oh. like, and I, I was a young kid. My parents should have done, done the freaking research and like what you do with a dog. Now <laughs> yeah. it's very clear. Like you get them neutered, you do this and that, you right. give them this amount of exercise. You research the breed for what your family situation is, yeah, and what, and, uh, what kind of life you're living. Like right now, we got a little uh, toy poodle, and we did everything right, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the most well-behaved toy poodle. I mean, he gets crazy and he can't hold in his urine <laughs> sometimes if he gets excited. <laughs> sure, but uh, like he's a good dog. But uh, this dog, like I remember once I was walking. And then he started. He saw like another female dog, and he just started jumping on her. Wow! And then the owner was like this older woman, and he was like, "Oh wow, he likes to play." And then she like walked away because I was kind of like a kid. Yeah. I didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, years later, I realized, holy shit, he was trying to have sex right there with a stranger's dog. And I always wondered like if that woman remembers that experience. How well, probably she can't sleep at night. Okay, so anyway, wakes up in cold sweats. What, what were you saying? Oh, the family was coming on the beach? Oh, so, uh, right. So, <laughs> forgot what my story was. It was bad with the Seinfeld trivia. So, um, so the, my father and this guy, you know, just talking or whatever. And they're like, oh, you're from, you know, whatever. You know, they start talking. I don't even know how it came up, but they start talking about Seinfeld. And it just became like this. They were like quizzing each other. But it was like very intense and serious about who knew more about Seinfeld with the stranger. Yes, no. It was like, oh, what's uh, what's Newman's apartment number? Five feet. Oh, oh well, what's uh, what you know, what's this? Was that? It was hilarious. The it's thing, like watching this, basically like this pissing. The thing about, about the about area Seinfeld. we live in, the Greater New York metropolitan area. Yeah, the, I guess you can say the East Coast of America. Yeah, that's pretty broad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like either online at shop or something and like, we'll be doing like a Seinfeld reference to each other. Like, yeah. And like, like I'll see like a bottle of moisturizer and I'll be like, oh, it must be the botanical extracts. <laughs> and like, I'm always amazed. Like you'll see like a guy like look over real quick. Yeah. Like lately chuckled to themselves. Yeah. They know every, so they, many people around here know Seinfeld so well. I don't get what blows my mind is when people don't like Seinfeld. Like I was with, uh, my fiance or I had a friend over and she was saying, uh, I made a Seinfeld reference, and she didn't really get it. And then uh, she was saying, oh, my parents aren't big uh, Seinfeld, don't like Seinfeld, she said. And I was like, what? Well, who what cares the hell's the... wrong with your parents? Yeah, who cares what your parents like? What does that have to do with what you like? No, I'm, no, I'm just saying, first of all, like, why don't they like Seinfeld? Who doesn't like Seinfeld? I don't know. I've honestly never met someone who said I don't like Seinfeld. I mean, you know what was funny, too? And the other, my other favorite kind of sitcom show like that is The Honeymooners, which is, oh man, because w- that was on a New Year's. Oh that, yeah, that that's... was the best part of New Year's. For Always me. the best part of New Year's is the. Uh, I just watch Honeymooners. Oh all man, day. it was the episode where like, oh they like she gets a dog. And, oh, like, Mars in... delicious mystery <laughs> appetizer, <laughs> and like they're putting it on crackers. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is amazing. This is so good. Yeah, <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. Oh man, oh, oh that's a classic. And then uh, the other one where like he he's like quoted in the paper or something, saying like he's the man of his house. <laughs> Or something, yeah. and then he's like, "You know what I'm gonna do? You know that bottle of wine that I was gonna give your brother for Christmas? I'm drinking it right now because I'm the man of this house." And so she replaces it with the grapefruit juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then oh they're like getting drunk. <laughs> off it's of hilarious. Nothing. I mean, uh, but then I'm getting a lot of so you know I'm talking uh, you know at work or to people about uh, oh how it was awesome. I was watching all the honeymooners and and all these situations were coming up you know at work, and I would say like a line from honeymooners that applied. Because that's what's still great. <laughs> Seinfeld and uh, obviously is much more recent, but it's in all those situations, they're all still relevant. Honeymooners is that stuff is still relevant. So to so many social, um, you know, and yeah. like relationship dichotomies and all that kind of stuff today too. So people are like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't watch things about where where uh, about husbands beating their wives and all this stuff. <laughs> what I'm are like, you what the fuck about? are you talking about? At no point because Ralph show. is so mean to Alice. Yeah, no, but yeah. well, he, first of all, he never beats his wife. Alice is always right. Yeah, and Alice end. is obviously in charge. She always wins. <laughs> yeah, she's the greatest by oh, Ralph's man. admission. <laughs> um, you know, so I was like, "Come on, would you fucking loosen up? What a jerk!" But it's not. They're not even right. They're disliking. No, 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 first of all, they, yeah, I agree. They're wrong. 
And they're uptight. Yeah, it's weird. That's like, I don't like The Simpsons because Homer chokes Bart or something. Like, it's child abuse. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Is that really? Who says that? I think I've heard someone on the radio once say that. Some old (laughs) guy. Oh, my God. That was pretty bad. That is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't watch watch Family Guy because Peter farts. That is offensive. (laughs) Flatulence should be kept confined in the privacy (laughs) of your your home. (laughs) Do not let it out. Internal farts, you know it. You can do it. That's definitely somebody who never farts, even when they're alone, (laughs) who says that. I never fart in front of my girlfriend. What? Yeah. I never. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. How how long have you been together? It's like nine, ten years. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? We I don't I don't do it. I find this shocking. Well, I do it, but I've I can place my butt <laughs> so perfectly into cushions what? and surfaces that are soft and absorbent <laughs> that it's silent and it's any odor <laughs> is absorbed. What? It's stealthy and it goes Aren't uh, all right, so you're not Have I ever passed so gas in front of you? No. Think about I mean, this. And how long have we known each other? That's true. Well, yeah. I think... Uh, Can you remember any time where I passed gas? No, no. <laughs> uh, definitely since grade school, we've known each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. But... <laughs> that's my... But we don't have the same... Claim to fame. We don't, <laughs> we don't that's my one that, achievement. That's what you're known for. <laughs> the greatest thing you've done with your life. I don't think... I think he's an android. I don't think he does fart. <laughs> I've never seen him eat now that I think about it. (laughs) It's like that story from Asimov. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're following the guy. There's like rumors that this mayor is an android because we've never seen him eat. Oh, man. And then they have to train because he is an android. Yes. So then they have to train him to like... Spoiler alert. ...do this... um, When he's going to be asked this question on this major TV event, he has to like do this laugh that like... They explain it very well. It has to both... Make the audience realize, oh, wait, we're stupid for thinking that, and also completely alleviate the situation. Yeah. So he trains it, and he pulls it off. That's a great story. That's a great story. That was one of the iRobot stories. Yeah, exactly. That, that iRobot the movie, movie fucked I don't up. Even, I don't even know. Don't even get me started on that fucking <laughs> but that could be a whole. That could be like a five-parter. <laughs> Seriously. We'll do that in the future. Yeah. Problem number one is Will Smith is in it. <laughs> Will Smith. And then we'll go from there. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with iRobot at all. Well, it has... Oh, it's so loosely connected to iRobot. So I can loosely. I can sum up what's wrong with it. It it um it brought into near the end of the film. It brought in the Zenith Law, mm. which if you're you know if you're that's re- not until that's like the last idea like of the last Foundation Rob- book. At, yeah, when like and and then Asimov dies. and the robots and Empire that comes into play. Like they he goes back. Right, I don't know. That's way later in Asimov's career. Yeah, that he even writes. And the iRobot robot at all. Yeah, iRobot book is an anthology novel. It's just a bunch of short stories that focus around Susan Calvin, right? Who's like uh, the head, uh, like robot psychologist at at iRobot Inc. or whatever it is. She's actually, yeah, it's she's older and she's going back and retelling these stories. Yeah, to an interviewer um, who's writing a story for right. a paper. And then each one is like a little story about how the laws work and how, in the end, the laws do help us. And then they encounter these anomalies in the robots, like a robot that can read your emotions and your mind. The one, the one that one of my favorite ones is Liar. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great story because, because he can't hurt a human being, right? But he also had this weird program. He was able to uh, read your mind. He not would, your mind, but your emotions. Yeah, he could sense your your right your emotions. Yeah, so like in his program, and so he only talked to people one on one because there were two people confronting him, and basically that's how she destroys him because right. We'll get into it. Oh, I don't later. know. Anyway, <laughs> now I have to reread these. I, they're great short story. If you have not read iRobot or Asimov in general, just pick any book and just start reading. Even start with iRobot. Read the robot series, robot series, Empire series, and First, the Foundation and then, yeah. series. I've, yeah, I have to. Uh, I've never finished the Empire series. I have to reread that. I never did the Empire series really fully. That's a uh, yeah because that's 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 harder stuff because uh, to get through. Because when you get used to, so I started with Foundation, and so uh, that's where I started too. Yeah, and then I went back uh, and then read the Robot series, and then uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to read the Empire series. So they're very different, and it's like the first kind of stuff that he wrote. And so, yeah, the know, foundation like series feel. started as and like him. the twists and stuff in it are different. Uh, it's it's just different, and so I got to get. I never really finished it. Yeah, he started writing Foundation as um, 
it would appear, I think, in some Articles science, and yeah, like, science yeah. fiction, like fiction magazine, magazine yeah. in the fifties. Yeah. And he was young; I think he was like nineteen or something. And though yeah. each chapter is just one of the stories that they would print, and uh, then they compile it into a book, and then he, you know, he built it into this massive thing, which is amazing. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Okay, what were we talking about? All right. Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Why don't people like Seinfeld? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kramer is great. Newman? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> Newmanium? <laughs> the Newmanium. Oh, we were talking about your dad met the stranger. Oh, and they were just like, it was funny. Oh, and then we, oh, and then I was talking about how, uh, you know, I don't understand how people don't like Seinfeld and we're in the area and then that uh, you made the ref Seinfeld reference and people, oh, and then Honeymooners. Wow, we really got Honeymooner. off topic. Yeah, Holy we did. fucking shit. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so then get used to it. It's yeah, I don't know. A lot. Anyway, people are like the honeymooners are jerks. That's the point. Watch the honeymooners and honeymooners then is great. love it. It's and hilarious. Then the other excellent thing about New Year's, which rivals the honeymooners, is Twilight Zone yes. marathon. Oh yeah, which used to be. Was it always on Sci-Fi or is? Uh, used as far as I know, it was on Sci-Fi because okay because uh, whatever because channel picks. Channel Eleven was always honeymooners. Yeah. Yeah, sci-fi. You know, because yeah. you know why and I remember sci-fi, it? They, they started, too, on New Year's Eve. They started early anyway. Yeah, because they used to be called sci-fi with S-C-I-Fi, and now they're right. S-Y-F-I. I that channel just blo- boggles my mind. <laughs> they, it produces am- amazing stuff. They make Battlestar Galactica. Stuff. Yes. The revamp, which is one of the, my, the greatest shows, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Yes. Definitely. And then, then they make horrible shit. <laughs> Like uh, shark versus gator. So or whatever Sharknado. That movie. Sharknado. Sharknado was one of theirs. That's right. Which that annoys me. Was that an that asylum that's... film? I think so. Okay, it might be. I mean, all those sci-fi movies were were horrible like that, and then for whatever reason, Sharknado exploded in the in. Uh, it would get like Super it got Bowl, national attention, like Super Bowl ratings. Yeah, those movies like. Uh, uh, Sharktopus. Yes, thank that you. The That's one. the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Sharktopus was a big one, which I think is just a ripoff of Devilfish from Mystery Science Theater. Oh, man. Because isn't Devilfish a shark with the tentacles? Oh, yeah, I think it is. Right? It might be. I can't remember. So they I should remember sue. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> Italian should, company made that. <laughs> see, we see between the lines. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, so the Twilight Zone Marathon was on, and... Uh, nice. One of my favorite episodes is the one where... The guy goes, he's like his car needs like a tune up, and he's like a mile away from this town where he grew up from. Oh yes, yeah. And that episode won an award for its music, the soundtrack. Oh really? Yeah, which it's very good music. I, but that um, was on on New Year's Eve. I remember it was like one third. No, it was twelve thirty, and they put that. Out. I think they start off with the best ones because they they know people are going to sleep at like two or three a.m. Probably. Yeah, they'll play the Shatner. What's on the something on the wing of the plane one and all that stuff. No, you save that for prime time, my friend. Oh, <laughs> why I'm would sorry. you? Why would you? You just said you put the they put the best ones early. Yeah, that's one of the best ones. Yeah, you said you. Yeah, so mind. they probably played the Shatner one. I was saying, and then you said no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It's getting defensive for no reason. <laughs> Um, no, but I was watching that with my, uh, like, cause it was just me and my girlfriend on New Year's, yeah. so we were just, I was showing her, cause she loves the one with the mannequins where she goes into the department store and she, and she buys something and then she wants to return it. And they're like, oh, who sold you this? Uh, I don't know. And then she's like, oh, it's that woman over there. Excuse me, miss, miss. And it, the, these store employees are like turning around and it's a mannequin. Mm. And she's like, <gasps> and it's like shocking. Yeah. Like she loves that episode. That was the first one I ever showed her. <clears throat> that's awesome and then uh my other favorite one is the one where the guy has been he's, he was sentenced to stay alone on the planet and then every six months the guys come up and then this last time they bring yeah. like this robot woman yeah which is something i want to ask you <laughs> now i know where you're going with this yeah in the future this is undeniably going to happen oh yeah they're going to make robots sex bots not even sex bots you know that new movie came out called her yeah, I really want to see that. I want to see that too, yeah. but I think that's what it's, it's more all like about. companion bots. Yeah, it's like he falls in love with this computer program that emulates a human being. Right. Do you think that's going to be the end of humanity? Do you think that's how we're like the go Futurama out? episode? You know, remember the spacers in Foundation? No, in oh. the in the uh, no in Foundation the robot series. Oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. Well, they come back, kind of. They're referenced they later. Yes, yes. But yes, no, in the robot series. Oh, yeah, of course. These people Well, who... then in Solaria, or whatever it's called, that planet, like, the further out, there's 50 spacer worlds, and, like, the further out you go 
into space on these worlds, the more dependency they have on robots. Yes. And then in the And they reach the, the point books, where like they're not even comfortable being in a physical in physically in the same room with another human being just yeah. from a fear of germs and like oh we can't do that and yeah. they, each each this uh, planet is designed so that each person is spaced like 500 miles away from each other and they interact through holograms so it seems like the person's in the room but he's a hologram right hologram. exactly yeah but they each have like 500 servants that are all robots and then there's Many like robots. a murder of a robot and then this guy sent, but basically uh I think that could be the end of humanity. I think we'll reach a point where we're more comfortable with interacting through our technology. See, Asimov was ahead See of how uncomfortable time it is with you physically being <laughs> yes. here? Well, I'm actually a hologram. <laughs> you don't oh, want to say anything. You didn't notice. <laughs> I got here before you came in, and I just kind and of th- turned that's myself the, that's on. That's the premise of the Stepford Wives. You ever see that? I've never seen that, but I know the story. It's basically, I think this woman moves into a town. I haven't seen it either, so this is coming from a place. (laughs) We're going to be completely wrong. (laughs) I know. So please, (laughs) feel free to correct us, please. Uh, I I believe it's a story of this woman. She moves into this new town, and she's trying to befriend the other, like, housewives and stuff. And then she learns that they're all robots. Oh, right, yeah. See, See, I was already wrong. I was thinking that the people who moved in were robots. No, everyone. All the <laughs> that was my first all thought. the men are real. Right, all their wives are these androids. Right, and, and they so, live the right. Hence the, the oh, she's a Stepford wife. It's like uh, that's where that exp- I guess that expression yeah, goes because she's just a robot that she does what she's uh, told to do. She's programmed to obey, and like it's like the perfect wife. Yeah, and it turns for, out um, like man. she finds all a man wants is just like a woman at home is going to cook dinner and then make him feel good at the end of the day after he's done being a man. Yeah, if you know and what I mean. That too. <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm that, done being a man for the day, honey. And then to a woman, that's like a horrifying concept that that's all they really want. They don't really care about you. Yeah. To me, that's a beautiful story. No. <laughs> that, that I is wrote a, that movie. That is a really, that's a scary thought. Well, that's, isn't that what it was like? Probably. Well. For many women? Yeah, maybe. Back I don't at, know. Uh, you know. I don't know when the movie takes period. place. Was it made in the 70s? I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, when I think about it, I think that's that's got to be like from the fifties or referencing the fifties. Just yeah. feels like that was the that was like yeah, but the then relationship you watch, like, between men and women during the Eisenhower. Yeah, but then you watch like the honeymooners, and you do see this portrayal where like the wife is always right, yeah, and like the the husband is like the kind of the bumbling buffoon who like thinks he's right, but at the end of the day, he realizes realizes he's really he's made all the more better because he has this. Right Great wife, right, you know, yeah. Well, there's always good and bad and all. See, I watched the honeymooners, and, and <laughs> I don't see, I don't see, I don't see that kind of oppression of women. I don't know, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I see. Obviously, you know what it is to when I watch it, I'm saying, okay, well, this is from this aired during the '50s. It was the one yeah. season that yeah, was maybe in the it's 50s. just way too ahead of its time. Well, I think that's also <laughs> it's still ahead of its time. Yeah, I think. It is. But I mean, there is that you know kind of. A mentality uh, between men and women of that time in there, where Husband you know, fr- you know, like uh, Ralph is, yeah, you know, like she, he won't let her get a job, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And He's she's always pushing for it. She's always saying, "I'm gonna go get a job. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." Yeah, there's an episode where he gets laid off, uh, yeah, like on a temporary layoff, and then she's <laughs> gonna get a job. He's like, "Oh no, you're not." <laughs> You know, he <laughs> starts freaking out, and he's saying, "You are nothing. I am the king." <laughs> oh, you guys, he's going, "I am the king, Alice. I am the king. You are nothing, a peasant." Uh, <laughs> a peasant. <laughs> All uh, right, Ralph. Yeah, I uh, you know this. that was terrible. That was horrifying. He <laughs> <laughs> looked me right in the eyes when he. Used okay, that Ralph. It's like I'll tell you what, Alice. <laughs> Martin. No, what's his name? <laughs> I love honeymooners, right? <laughs> Good old Walter and Martin, <laughs> the famous characters, oh, played God. played by Frankie Gleason and <laughs> Frankie Gleason. This is the little known series. It's a side project by his cousin, who was horrible at pool but really good at ping yeah. pong. And Mort Corny <laughs> as Martin, the honey sunners, <laughs> the honeysuckles. <laughs> Even the narrator is disgusted. <laughs> Confused. I got paid for this. It's the honey suckles. I'm just going to fail immediately. (laughs) There's like one note off in the the music. (laughs) Then there's normally, you know, like in the movie Spy Hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 (laugh
Same one sound like that. Yeah. Um, okay, another thing we should talk about is we saw The Hobbit, finally. Yeah. Well, first, I still can't believe that you haven't... I, I feel like I have to go back to something. Here. Please so, go once back. Once again, I got off topic. I lost track completely. <laughs> completely have Feel free to take over at any time. All right. Back to this subject of you, ha- you do not pass gas in front of your girlfriend. Okay? <laughs> right. I'm still shocked by this. Because you mentioned, okay, yes, it is quite an accomplishment <laughs> that you did not fart in front of me <laughs> or other friends, but I don't believe that we share the same intimacy in our relationship as you and your girlfriend. <laughs> so that's why I am shocked. I can't believe that. That, was, that has got to be so uncomfortable for you. Holding but, all that in. But I explained it. I, I let it out. I, I'm always farting but i do do it it drives my fiance crazy yeah but i do do it i just hide it so well okay all right because i know you're like a woman that's what women do i'm pretty do sure they? that's what girls do that yeah all right then i got because i feminist, cause, feminine, cause, feminine qualities yes you do about your about your <laughs> about your sphincter <laughs> oh god oh man <laughs> very anyway, clean I, just, I had to get back to that for a second because okay. that was shocking Oh, I would like to see the response. I want to know how many guys out there <laughs> with their girlfriends, how many hold yeah, back. Yeah. I wonder now does now let me ask you this. Does your girlfriend fart in front of you? No. No. Okay. You guys are weird. <laughs> well, we yeah, are okay. weird. Yeah. I'll give you that. We're very bizarre. <laughs> we we get freaky. <laughs> weird things occur. Um did we get off track of anything else you no, want to get back um, to or? I don't know. I just, I just when we were talking about the honeymooners, I, I just thought, wait, hold on, we didn't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let that one go by. <laughs> that is shocking. All right, so uh, we got a chance to uh, see the Hobbit. Oh yeah, uh, we were a little late to the game, but uh, I'm glad we saw it, and I'm glad we saw it in IMAX 3D. Yeah, me too. Uh, Actually, much, I like that. Yeah, much better than the first one. Uh, the the only thing I could say about it that I didn't like. Is uh, you know there's still some goofy elements. There's still you know this stuff with uh, Toriel. What was her name? Kate from yeah, Lost. Tor- Toriel. Toriel yeah. and Keeley. Like uh, here's the thing that I'm I I have to force myself to look past it because if I don't, I will hate all the movies. Yeah, I have to exactly. get over the fact that the dwarves do not look like the way I want dwarves to look like. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's the hardest thing about the whole movie for me. Um, I feel like you know Thorin. I mean Thorin is fine. Yeah, I've gotten past. I can that. really do spend except for his fake hands. Yeah, they all had those weird chubby they had hands. these weird fake hands. Like, if you're going to do that, then... They look so prosthetic. Yeah, and I understand, okay, maybe with Keeley, they wanted him to look more human so that... Because they were trying to do that you love thing. You can't have... Right. There's a close-up shot of of uh, Toriel, like, you know, and then yeah. their hand... And Keeley's hand, like, uh, you know, going to hold each other. You can't have, like, a big, fat, swollen, <laughs> fake dwarf Just hand dripping coming with, like, up. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's like hair. A, there's a chicken bone in it holding on. He's holding on to, like, he's a actually, leg, of a turkey he's leg. He's reaching... He reaches past her hands into, like, a bucket of chicken. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Now, that's a goofy moment that I would have loved. Uh, (laughs) Could you love chicken as much as me, he says. says, I will heal him with 25 herbs and spices. (laughs) (laughs) The secret elven spices for for fried chicken. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. But, you know, with Thorin, like... Obviously, they're not setting up any kind of love interest for Thorin, so give him the big, make him older and give him the big, thick, like, kingly dwarven beard. Yeah, like, come on. And they did it in the beginning, um, in the first movie, when they showed his father. He had that huge, braided beard and it had, like, gems they in it. fucking... So many of the dwarves... There are many dwarves... Like, Gloin looks awesome. Gloin yeah, looks Gloin how Gloin looks... should look to me. Yes. Um, right. And uh, Thorin's father, who was Thrain... Who's the one? Uh, Dwalin. Right. I think it looks good, but the only thing that bothers me with him, he doesn't doesn't have any upper lip. Balin doesn't have any, yeah. Balin? Yeah. That's the one? Yeah. Yeah, because in the Hobbit book, that's the one dwarf who, like, connects the most with Bilbo. And they they do put that line in the second movie where, like, Thorne's like, we're not going to risk our lives for a stupid burglar. He's like, his name is Bilbo. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they put that in. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. Balin is one of the dwarves that is probably the only dwarf that I actually like in the movies. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we see his tomb later in Moria. Uh, in the fellowship, very sad. Uh, yes, very sad. Then, you understand why Gimli was? Oh yeah. 
John, John Reese Davies, master of act crime. Ah, ah. <laughs> he just stubbed his toe. <laughs> it wasn't even like <laughs> I didn't even ah, know him. Ah, ah. He's got a he's got that an ingrown dog, toenail. <laughs> he touched me once. <laughs> what? what? I never told Dad. <laughs> That's my my wee lad, Gimli. Cut to him in the corner going, yes. Yeah, you're goddamn right it is. (laughs) He is a wee lad. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's horrible. (laughs) But yeah, the dwarves in the beginning when they have the flashback in the first movie. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Oh, the big battle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then cut to some of the dwarves. For example, one that like is, I don't know, mentally disabled. The no, tiny the, one, the youngest with, one. Yeah. Well, they made the first. Then the first movie. I swear to God, I was like, this person. This <laughs> they made this one like mentally challenged. <laughs> That's what I was thinking because it was bizarre. It oh, was. I, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on with the dwarves. It was right. very off putting, and I couldn't get past it. He's supposed to be like the young. One, which is weird. Like, he's the young one. Like, Keely looks like the youngest one to me. Keely just looks like a human. It just, yeah, it looks like a, like a, a, a short human. human who, like, oh, I woke up and I'm surrounded by dwarves. So I'm a dwarf now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're exactly. not. <laughs> right. He was raised by dwarves, yeah. found in the wilderness by dwarves. <laughs> they brought him back to their mountain. We just found you when you were little and we didn't feed you properly. <laughs> and you didn't grow to your full potential. It's like Elf, but with, <laughs> but with characters from Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Exactly. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> I mean, that was a big... I still don't like the first one, and it's a shame, because I am obsessed with Did they do with an the extended of the, the first? They did. Okay, I, I, I want to watch, watch that. Because yeah. maybe that makes it better. Because, yeah, the first one... Like, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was. Uh, I don't know if it's, like, the pacing. And the reason... That's th- part of it. Absolutely. You know what it is? There's not enough Bilbo in the goddamn movies. Well, there's there's not, not enough Hobbit in the Hobbit. Yeah, but you see, like the second one didn't have enough Hobbit in that there was my either. Complained about, but that, uh, yeah. the pacing still felt great, and this is why I hope the third movie is going to be the best one. But I, yeah. I have a fear that it it might suffer what the first one had, where because the thing with with the second one, they're always moving. There's some place to go. They're always, and then you're going to meet this new character. There's something else to do. Right, right. And the third one, if you've read the Hobbit, you know now. Okay, Smaug's going to. Smaug's probably going to die like near the beginning of the of the movie. He's going to attack probably. Lake Town. Uh, Bard is obviously going to like kill him. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, and then um, what happens in the book is you know all the dwarves they go and they claim their 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 uh, their kingdom is like right. yes. And then Thorin, you're going to have a scene where Thorin is going to give Bilbo the chain mail, uh, yes, the, mithril the mithril chain. Yep. And then they're also hinting His at the fact. Gift. They're definitely hinting at the fact that Thorin's going to reach a point where he's going to go crazy like his father from the Oakenstone. Oh, yeah. Arkenstone. Yeah. And uh, so there's probably going to be something like that. And then he's going to have like some big revelation as Bilbo steals it to like unite like this thing. And then you have the Battle of the Five Armies. So it's, it's going to be the Battle of the Five Armies. I'm hoping obvious. Look. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What were we going to say? I'm just saying like the second movie had them going from here to here to here to yeah. here to here. So they're always moving and it was exciting and you're into it. The yeah. third one, they're just kind of like hanging around the same place. No one's going anywhere yeah. except for like Gandalf who now has to escape and then get the help of the of the council and then they're going to bring the elves into it and everything. Because right. um, what they do in the book is the, the Battle of the Five Armies, that's going to be... That's going to be such a huge... I'm afraid that's going to be drawn out and boring because... You think it's going to be like the... Suffered from like the Matrix kind of maybe, fights where it goes on too long? Yeah, maybe, because, uh, I, you know, I think one of the problems... They that, need to that, break it up. Well, he did a great job of always breaking up the action like that. I remember in Two Towers, for example. Yes. And uh, with Hel- with the Battle of Helm's Deep. You know, because you have so many different storylines going on and people are all over the place. And then... That, Battles and fight scenes like that can easily become drawn out and boring. Yes. And uh, and so I thought in Two Towers, the editing was great because you have, okay, here's a big fight scene. There's a, Each fight scene has its own purpose. And then, like you see, uh, you know, the first thing is, like, they're fighting off the orcs. And then, um, you know, it, there's that explosion or something. You know what I mean? And, yes. then, and then you have an issue there. And then it cuts to Treebeard with... Uh, 
you know, with the hobbits, with right. Merry and Pippin and everything. And then we come back uh, to the fight scene in Helm's Deep, and Aragorn is now off of the wall, and he's fighting down there. And then he's helped, you know, there's an, uh, a problem that's solved there, and then they cut to something else. You know, each scene mm-hmm. has a purpose in the fight. I'm afraid this is going to be one long, drawn-out fight scene because there's really nothing else going on at that time. What I else think, are they going to show? I think they'll break it up. Yeah? I, they have to. Um, and, of course, Bilbo is knocked out the whole time. Uh, that's how I like so, I was, so they're gonna take a lot of license like I was always battle. curious how they handle dealing with like the fact that Bilbo's invisible around these people who can't see him I thought they did that well oh yeah and then I'm also very curious how they're gonna because it, the last thing that Bilbo sees in the in the Battle of Five Armies is like the eagles are coming the eagles which they reference at the end of Return of the King with right. Pippin going eagles yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's so so calm. Oh the, yes, eagle. The hobbits are full of feathers. Mary, eagles. Mary, Mary. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe they'll have him there. And the other thing I was a little disappointed with in the second Hobbit is Bjorn. I felt oh, yeah, that was. Uh, I felt I thought they could have done that a little better. Short changed him. Yeah, I felt like. The, but I bet if they do the extended, they have a lot more stuff to show, and they yeah. just felt like it wasn't worth who was putting. The actor in. playing Bjorn that was driving me nuts. My first thought was that it was, uh, and I had uh, no idea. Weaving, for some reason, I was like, "Who is who's playing this?" I had no I idea. Stephen up. Fry was. Uh, they were going to create that character of the mayor of Lake Town. Oh yeah, I thought, I thought he was good though. I thought he was great. <laughs> he was like one of my favorite characters, but I just love Stephen Fry, and also Steve Colbert's appearance. Oh man, that was <laughs> awesome! And apparently, his whole family's in the movie, but. Well, I don't know what they look like, yeah, so I, I was having trouble recognizing them. But yeah, that was hilarious. I kept looking the whole time, and I originally thought too that he was um, Stephen Colbert was in one of the. Uh, I thought he was going to be an elf, like one of the elf guards. That's what I thought. Yeah, and I, I thought like, oh my god, it's so obvious it's him. I, I thought believe. when he, there was a couple of scenes where I was like, that's Stephen Colbert, like, and and he's like opening one of the dwarven cells, or like uh, he the guy bursts in uh, to the barrel room when they're going out. I I thought that was. Uh, that was Tim Colbert, and then all of a sudden, there he was. Oh no, Mikhail Persbrandt plays plays Beorn. I have never seen this guy in anything before. Beorn. What is he known for? Nothing that, <laughs> nothing that I know of. Nothing. <laughs> well, he's Beorn. <laughs> Isn't that enough? Oh, I guess he's a German actor. That's, That's the thing with a lot of these. Yeah. Um... He, yeah, it's a, now, a lot this, of European films. Is this a foreign like. film? <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good question. No, it's not, I don't think, technically. Because I remember one of the, um, that one year at the Oscars where, like, Return of the King won, like, what was it? Twelve, like, like 12 Oscars Like 12 Oscars. It was just, like, a complete sweep of yeah. every category they were nominated for, they won. And then um, they had the uh, category for, like, uh, best foreign film. And I remember the person who won, they went on stage and they said... We're so glad Return of the King isn't considered a foreign film because they film it in New Zealand. Oh, interesting. But technically, no, but I think it's because I think it's it because be- it's an American film production company because they distribute it to an American company. Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, that's weird. And also, though. I yeah. would consider that a foreign film. I would give the I would give I all guess. the adulations and credit to New Zealand. It's like you guys, you guys did that. <laughs> well, I think that they know that they did. Yeah, but I would be like, yeah, you win. Fuck those other guys. You also win Best Foreign Film. Who's 13 yeah. Oscars? Yeah, yeah. Assholes. Fuck you, other <laughs> countries. Yeah. Uh, you made yeah. Lord of the Frickin' Rings. No one thought... Walt Disney tried to do it. Kubrick toyed with the idea of doing it. Really? Yes. Wow. What the hell would a Kubrick Lord of the Rings have been like? <laughs> it would have been bizarre. Holy shit. It would have been glorious and bizarre. Uh, yeah, Walt Disney wanted to do an animated version. Uh, Ralph Bobsky. Well, Bashki, uh you know, he did do his version, but, right. you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you have to say about yeah. that. <laughs> it ends with... <laughs> it ends at Helm's D. And, Helm's D. and, and so... Gandalf <laughs> throws up his narsil. It lands Braveheart glam style. Glamdring. Glamdring. Glam yeah. And then uh, it's like, and so the forces of evil were destroyed in Middle-earth. Excuse me? Oh, uh, we can't afford to animate the last part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there was that other cartoon version of it. Um, well, then the people, then there was, well, so there's the animated Hobbit, and then the same animators, I believe, did the Return of the King. Yes. Which is 
that movie. Where there's a whip. Oh my god. There's, there's a, a way. Frodo. We don't want to go to work today, yeah. but the Dark Lord said so, so what the hey? Like, what? Yeah. Frodo of the Nine Fingers <laughs> and the Ring of Doom. Why does he have nine fingers? What is this Ring of Doom? Great <laughs> like, songwriting. <laughs> And then it's basically. I'm sure those aren't in, the They're lyrics. back at like the Green Dragon talking about everything. Yeah, they're talking. No, they're they're or talking. Wherever they are, they're talking about it at Rivendell. Oh, okay. Yeah, because well, <laughs> I guess they had just woken up and they got rescued. So Elrond's there, and they're like, "Oh, tell us all about the adventure." Like well, Elrond doesn't fucking know I'm what need happened. Like two more beers. To yeah, tell you this. Tale. Have another ale, and I'll let you know. What the hell? Slyly winking <laughs> Some at weird Sam. <laughs> you know what we did in those crags of Mount Doom. <laughs> Gollum was there, too. That slime. That little creature. Oh, God. Slippery Smeagol, I call him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so go see the second Hobbit movie if you haven't. <laughs> if you are still it's not, listening. Uh, uh, it's oh, good. No, but I, I actually... I loved the second movie overall. I, I want to. I see liked it, again. it a lot. Yeah, I I really loved. I loved all the scenes uh, with Martin Freeman and Bilbo. I thought he was awesome yeah. in the movie. The best sequence is when he's interacting. Like the first movie, the best sequence is him and Gollum. Oh yeah, and this one is him and Smaug. And I loved the spiders. Uh, I, can I tell you, I was freaking out when I was the spider scene in Mirkwood. Yeah. Oh my god. They and, looked uh, awesome. I like Peter Jackson has really bad arachnophobia. And oh, does he? Remember in the appendices of the DVD, he was talking about how they were designing Shelob, and he <laughs> said like, "Oh, you know, when I was a kid, I was playing. Um, I think he calls them like corgi toys or something. It's some toy in New Zealand or something. He was playing and he was digging in the sand when he was a kid. Yeah, and then he like unnestled like a nest of like oh, this kind of ground shit. spider." That came out and they're big. Holy shit! You know, New Zealand, Australia, they have like the biggest freaking insane bugs. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you live. There. I don't know how. That's you... what you know. What a weta is? It's a... a big cricket thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. a big grasshopper, a big cricket thing. How there. do you establish? And he was horrified by them. Yeah. How do you establish a civilized society where things like that I exist? Know. I can't tolerate <laughs> bugs of any kind in my house. I don't I kill bugs outside, but if you come inside to where I live, uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we get. Um... I kill you. Yeah, those silverfish centipede things. Like yeah, the silverfish. I mean, you know, and I, they don't bother me. Little ones don't bother me. I mean, I've lived in an apartment before where uh, I get like uh, I would get like the gigantic like water bug cockroach things. Right. They're, they're a cockroach, but they're not like the infestation ones where it's like little tiny cockroaches where you have to have the whole place. It's like they, these things are like solitary, but they're massive, and they're do they bite? Not that I know of. I don't know. They're fucking disgusting looking. Because here's the thing: like I, was, I, I only base I only base my fear out of it um, of those insect like centipedes. Uh, is it's it's only because I've never been bitten by them, but I they look like they can bite you, and that it would I hurt. believe same that thing centipedes with spiders. have. Yeah, I think they all have. But a they bite. just discovered a millipede. This is fairly new. It's a millipede. I think it's in the Amazon that can spray cyanide at you. Cyanide? Cyanide. It has cyanide chemical something in its head, and it sprays it at you. And they, the reason they think that um, it hasn't, it's gone so long being undiscovered is because people who have discovered it just died. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so fine. That makes sense. Yes. It's and like, so, oh man, he he made this discovery. I don't know why Johnny took cyanide. <laughs> he really <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Poor Johnny. Um, I didn't realize he was going to kill himself like this. Yeah, so Peter Jackson, he was digging in the in the sand, he said, and then this spider came out. Ugh. And so he based Shelob off of that type of spider. I forget the type. It's a kind that makes... They actually put it in the movie. Remember Bilbo kills the one where he's trying to get the ring back and that spider comes oh, out of the ground? yeah. That it's, was an intense scene. Yeah, because it's like... He's a different species of big spider yeah. that like, hides in the ground. So. But that was like really intense because... Bill uh, Martin Freeman really did, was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. I, I again, I he was incredible. But he was like, that was like such an emotionally charged scene because he's wailing on this spider, and it's because of the ring. Yeah, you know, normally he probably would have been like, "Whoa, all right, I'm out of here." But because of the ring, and he like knows it, he like kills this thing, and then he's like, "Holy shit, what did I just do? I've just yeah, done just something. Like I've become, it. I became something for a moment that I never 
thought I would ever become. Yeah, and he's holding it up, and you can see he's like looking away, and then he looks very at it, distraught, and then he looks at it again, and he's like he's feeling something. It's like I've never felt this before, but why am I? What is this thing? And, and then he, he knows that he doesn't like what he became there. It, I was just there was so much going on without anything being said. I thought the performance was great. Yeah, and then when Smaug says, you know, that the you have something on you, something that's precious, and yeah. that's what makes him go, and he takes it off. Yeah. Or so, I don't know. It, like that, I thought. Well, was, again, was... we know too that the ring wants to be found, yes. and uh, and the whole point, you know, that Gandalf is, uh, you know, promoting this adventure is because he knows this has to be defeated because otherwise, this he's gonna, this thing is gonna what uh, I guess go in cahoots with Sauron, or Sauron's gonna use this as an, you know, as an agent of his, yeah. and especially the in the Arkenstone also. So I mean, uh, there's many things at play. So I think uh, yeah, that's I see why... a lot of ties between the Arkenstone and the ring. Because it corrupted one, so I want to know oh, more yeah. about the Arkenstone. Yeah, it, where's the Arkenstone come from? I don't even know. We never really get an explanation about that, do we? Even is this in the book, big fancy weird gem. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? The Elf King wants it. I can't remember his name. And that's going to be the main thing. Like whoever holds the Arkenstone is the true king under the mountain. Yeah, that's Ooh. why Bilbo he burglars it. He burgles it. <laughs> the next one, spoilers. Yeah, so anything else? Uh, we're reaching the end of this first episode, inauguratory wow, already? episode. Oh, man. We've covered a lot of ground, I feel like. A lot of uh, pointless ground. Yeah, covered. so hopefully like this will give you an idea of what we usually talk about, what our conversations are like. This is basically just hanging out. Hanging out with Dexter, Dexter and Ox. Dextard. Dexter. <laughs> Dexter. Dexter. De- there's the title right there. Yeah, we'll come up with a title. Uh Let's Hanging see. out with Dexter and Oxnard. Yeah, that could be as simple as that. And uh, hopefully we helped you, uh, you know, kill an hour of your life. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you don't want to kill any more hours of your life after but listening to this. But if you do, uh, and you're enjoying this episode, uh, you're going to have to wait a week for the next one. Yeah. Unless you're listening far in advance, and we have tons of episodes. And up uh, please subscribe and comment, and also check out... Uh, D&D with STS. That's our uh, Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. series that we do with Boss, also on iTunes and in our uh, YouTube channel, which is, what's the... Uh... It's just YouTube.com slash Shooting the Shit. There you go. And uh, we're on Twitter also. I'm at STS Dexter. I'm at STS Oxnard. And Boss is at The STS Boss. STS, yeah. The STS boss, I believe, and uh, and then Pilkin One at Pilkin One. That's uh, Pilkin One. That's Pilkin from our from uh, D&D yeah. game. And uh, yeah, we'll see if you enjoy. There's more to come. All right, I'm Oxnard. I'm Dexter. Goodbye. Take care. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast, which is now over. But what you're about to hear is us talking about the trailer for season four of Game of Thrones. It just so happens that the night we were recording our first podcast, the trailer was on. We're huge Game of Thrones fans, and we're about to talk about it. Uh, Before you start listening, massive spoilers. If you have not read the book, do not listen to the following dialogue. We're not kidding around. We're talking about big plot points in the story. Okay? So it's up to you. Turn it off now. Go listen to something else. But if you're familiar with the story, you read all the books, and you want to hear some fan response, then go ahead. Please enjoy. So we just saw the uh, trailer for... um... So yeah, the trailer for, uh, oh man, season four, Game of Thrones... It's going to be good. I'm just looking that looks forward great. to it. I mean, the trailer looked great, but uh, you got to wait for the show. I, I don't know. I can't wait for the show. I can't <laughs> wait. I just said I can't fucking wait. That looks awesome. I mean, the trailer just only shows you so much, you know? I there mean, was a lot in there. That was uh, Dorne, the guy from the uh, Prince Martell from Dorne. Yes. Uh, to champion Tyrion. You got spoilers or whatever here, I guess. Uh yeah, by the way, massive spoilers. And then uh, Jamie, like uh, uh, Jamie's back. I, Jamie looks, Jamie looks awesome. Yeah, uh, Jamie looks like. And then you the see way him, he should look after his long thing, after losing his hand. Yeah, and he's all got that. his golden. You see him applying the golden hand. Yeah, you see a scene where he's talking to Joffrey. Yeah, which is kind of putting him in his place a little bit there. Yeah, you start uh, to realize the monster he has 
bread yeah. into this world. <laughs> um, then you have, uh, I like to, you see him, like, because I remember, for whatever reason, it's a boring part of the book, I guess, but he's just like, uh, it's a Jamie chapter, and he's reading, you know, he's he's uh, now head of the White Council, or whatever, the, you know, the King's Guard. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, he's there, and he's reading through the this book of, like, the history of the... Of the King's Guard and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, he takes it upon himself. And he starts to take it very seriously. Yeah, he starts to make sure that all the records of these older um, King's Hands, that's yeah. what they're called, right? To make sure that like their records are kept up to date and stuff like that. And he starts reading through all of them uh, because he's now become one. And Yeah, he's, uh, the, he's the number one guy now. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, yeah, you see him like doing... You know, it's King's Guard. He's not a King's Hand. King's Guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's like, uh, but now he's the head. He was always a King's Guard, but now he's the head. Now he's like the he's number one. Because so Barristan now... Selmy was the head one, but then we saw in the first season he gets shunned away. Yeah, and, and he's he forced goes to off like go off and help and uh, Daenerys. Khaleesi there, yeah. Khaleesi! Khaleesi. And so uh, he starts to find that to be the more important matter. Um, I think he loses interest in... Yeah, him and Cersei have drifted apart. Definitely. And also, I think in the book, remember... Um, he goes off to do. Yeah, he goes off. There's a siege in River Run, actually. Yes. Um, and he he goes off. He's just different. He's changed. Um, and and uh, this all happens after. See, we're getting into super spoilers. What here. after the? Oh, after the Joffrey's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know <laughs> because, what's funny? I didn't even. I forgot about because that. in the book. I forgot for a second. Everything that's going to be this season. Holy shit balls. I think we should stop talking about it. It's too dangerous. All right. <laughs> anyway, this season looks fucking fantastic. It so looks far. really good. Jon Snow hopefully will be uh Kit Harrington, I think is the actor's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh I like him, you know, but I hope he does a better job as Jon Snow because one of my one of the disappointments for me for last season was Jon Snow in uh and the third, it's Storm of Swords, the third book. He was like constantly this, this struggle, this inner struggle of uh, of like you know he's breaking his oath, right. um, you know his he's falling in love with Egret. He has sex with Egret. That breaks the oath right there. You know the whole thing with Corin Halfhand. Uh, he killed Corin Halfhand. You know all this shit. You know, and it was all to serve the purpose. He's all doing it for the good of the Night's Watch, and he's doing it to protect everybody, and, like, his intentions are good, but he's constantly wrestling with this idea that I've broken my oath and all this shit. And so that did not come through for me in uh, in the actor that, that plays Jon Snow's performance. It just hmm. didn't come through for me. So that was a great disappointment for me in the past season. But but So I'm hoping that in the next one, because there's a lot of awesome stuff that's going to happen with Jon's story arc in the second half of... Uh, of the third book, and then that's the season that, that is huge, and so I can't, I can't wait for that. I'm hoping he steps it up. Yes. But uh, oh man, I'm excited. There's a lot of awesome stuff that's, that they're going to. It was cover. a good trailer. That was a really good trailer. Very good. Oh man, that was good. 